Hey, welcome to the What Every Woman Wants podcast with me, Shelley Booth. In this podcast, I'm going to keep it real and bring you authentic interviews that every woman will want to hear. I can't wait to discuss things like business and finance, health and fitness, beauty, mindset, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast with me, Shelley Booth, your host. Uh, today, I want to kick off by saying welcome, firstly, to the What Every Woman Wants podcast. And it really is uh, what every woman wants. It's a world where we need inspiration, we need motivation, we need to be enthused, we need to know that things are possible. And that's exactly why I bring you various guests uh, onto the podcast to have a really close frank and uh, humbling conversation. So today I want to welcome you to and introduce the incredible Fiona Logan. Now Fiona is CEO of the famous Dundee company, which I'm hugely proud of, Insights. So welcome to the What Every Woman Wants podcast. Fiona, in you come. Thank you, Shelley. Lovely to be here. Great to have you. Uh, Fiona, I just want to pass straight over to you. I want you to just tell us a wee bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll we'll kick off. Excellent. Oh, well, lovely to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on, Shelley. And um, as you know, I find you and this podcast and the community of women uh, in FLB and what you've created incredibly inspiring. So um, definitely lovely to have a chat today. So who am, who am I? So I am a local lass, uh, similar to yourself, grew up on the banks of the Tay and had a sort of a career overseas um, and in different parts of, of the world and have ended up uh, back here and have the privilege and pleasure of running Insights Learning and Development, which is a business-to-business company that is one of the world's leading personal um, and professional development companies. So, you know, I love my job. I love that it's here. My kids are here now. Yeah, just uh, really, really pleased to be here and happy to help. Brilliant. So this is where you're staying, Fiona. This is where you've got your roots. This is where you're going to stay. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not skiing, you're not off skiing anywhere? Well, I'm not planning on being off, but I'm also a big believer in, you know, just seeing where life goes. I'm, I I have never had a career plan as such. I still don't. Uh-huh. And Insights is a global organisation. I travel a lot. I'm very lucky I travel a lot with my job. Mm-hmm. And you never know what opportunities around the next corner right so never say never but no my roots are firmly firmly here great a woman after my own heart you just never know what's around the corner and I love that um Fiona can I just ask you just for everybody who many people listening to this will know about insights but we have a global uh, audience so some people won't Uh, tell us a a bit about the the insights as the company um tell us what they do Uh, who you are so we work um to increase people's awareness of self and others um through a personality profiling solution and we work with large organizations to enhance teamwork and um leadership um we do big uh, programs across lots of different countries and and with with our customers and um, it started all here in Dundee with a father and son mm. um, in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. So we've been going for 30, 35 years now. And um, the growth the company's experienced has been fantastic. And uh, yeah, we, um, what else to say? I joined about eight years ago, the first three of those as chief operating officer and the last four and a half, five years as chief executive officer. Um, so I also sit on the board of our holding company, 
as well as running um, insights learning development as well. So we have a team now of around 650, 700 people globally. Wow. When I joined the organization, the shareholders had done an amazing job of, of owning and managing the business to about um, 25, 30 million. And in the last sort of five, six, seven years, we've grown that to, we'll close this year, just shy of 90 million. And, um, and the profits also with an increasing operating profit and we're a, a very profitable business. So yeah, it's our customers love us. We, we're more of a movement than a company. We talk a lot, of course, about people being at the heart of every organization. And uh, we really, really care about our customers. And we've got this opaque line between people who work for Insights and people who work as practitioners of Insights Discovery, which is our flagship offering. And um, yeah, the, the customer events we go to are just like huge big family gatherings. It's, it's We've got this amazing feel about us as an organization. Our customers love us and we love them. Um, and we're very, very much focused on people at the heart of, of company success. That's absolutely brilliant. As a Dundonian, a proud, very proud Dundonian, I am hugely proud of what insights have achieved and obviously we've worked together in recent years Fiona I'm, I'm very much an advocate of everything that you do and as we say here in Dundee you're the woman you're the woman in insights so you're managing 650 to 700 people is that right yeah that's incredible and that they're global so and you're yeah. local so see from women to women here and I know we're on a podcast here but Fiona you are a huge inspiration to me you really are the ultimate role model. If I was looking for a female to come onto this podcast with that did inspire me, that's making waves in the world and, and doing it by supporting people to be the best they can be, you are the pinnacle of that. I absolutely love what you do and who you are. So it's great to have you on the podcast, but see, to have these chats with somebody that's doing the work that you're doing, everybody's got to be all over that. This is the kind of stuff we need to hear every day, every day. I mean, watching the news and all the doom and going stories like this are what we need to be hearing this yeah. is, you're remarkable well, well back at you Shelley thank you um, but definitely back at you thank you appreciate that um so as I was saying there Fiona for me is the ultimate role model Fiona is a cheerleader of women a real supporter and an inspiration to many people we have collaborated on my program feel it be and insights believe in their people that much that they actually were the instigators of creating a, a chain reaction and putting the, their people through a field it be and giving them the option. Look, here's what we're going to do for you. We've heard this program is amazing. Our CEO, Fiona Logan's done it. She's saying it's amazing. How can we help our people become healthier? How can we invest in our people? And Insight's done that on a massive scale and gave the opportunity to all their women. That's incredible. See, every company done that. That would be amazing, Fiona, wouldn't it? Well, we had this really interesting experience as many organizations did during COVID where we didn't know which way was up for the first six months and as we gathered ourselves and worked out what our customers needed and we really went into supreme listening mode to be there for our customers as much as we could be we also internally needed to take care of ourselves right because the juggle for a lot of carers women and men but everyone carers became uh, even more intense because you were battling around you know, and I was one of those, uh, you know, one upstairs listening to a team's call, the other one through in the other room listening to a team's call and then running through needing all sorts of school support as well as, of course, the company being supportive. And yeah. you saw that happen across the globe, of course. But we 
we sort of jumped onto a, a call with all of our team on a weekly basis, and I hosted that. We did a daily stand-up as, as a management team, just really forensically managed our way through, do, do this, do this, do this, and really got that customer information was coming really into the heart of the decision-making. So it was really sort of hierarchy was flat, and we just really got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but alongside that, the more we invested in our people and our people's well-being during that COVID period or that pandemic period, the more initiatives, the more well-being initiatives we did, walking challenges, of course, FLB, if you look B was a big part of that um, for our female population. Um, although we had the five-day blitz, of course, as well, available for everyone. Mm-hmm. The more we did that, the more productivity increased. And there were periods where there was a bit of scepticism around working from home and keeping that flexibility of approach and also the amount of investment we made into well-being. But literally we saw it back in absolute spades from our people and so you know I would encourage anyone running any organization the more flexibility the more interested and caring you are about the individual the mm-hmm. more the more you get back as an organization and, and we're such a purpose-led organization and we had that culture and the founders did such a good job of getting all that in play from the get-go Mm-hmm. That um, you know, it, it it really was transformational for us. So and 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 feel it was a big part of that. That's great to hear. I mean, I remember years ago after I graduated, I worked with a few local banks in um, Newcastle, and it was working on combating uh, absenteeism. And there was, and that was in my early days. I was I yeah. graduated when I was twenty one. So I'm now forty four. Very early on in my career, I knew that if you looked after your people productivity soared and that all comes back to how you eat when you eat all the shit of the day if you eat processed food if you're drinking too much if you're smoking if you're vaping you're going to feel terrible and ultimately that's going to lead to you know want to go into work for a start absenteeism you're going to be demotivated and we all know that but not many companies like insights that will actually bite the bullet and and invest in their people so uh, hats off to you it's amazing to hear oh we had we had a couple of more than a couple, we had a, a really good number of real transformational stories within the organization and an ability for women to share within the group that we had, but also within your community as well about that. And so for me to get the emails I got at the end of the program and also to see it happening live time and, and through Facebook, it was just amazing. I mean, to be privileged enough to be able to put an initiative in place that has got such results was was fantastic. And it's some of those uh, the women now, of course, still, they still, they've made changes in their lives. They they talk about the implementation of that program as a, as a pivotal moment for them. That's incredible. That's great to hear. Back to you, Fiona. When you done feel it be, uh, what were your main takeaways? Just uh, your corporate hat off and just you as a person. What were your main takeaways from Feel It Be? Well, as you think, you know, Shelley, I had been diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 47. Mm-hmm. And I'd gone through a real sort of learning, I guess, around how to prioritise my own health and time and well-being. Um, and it had led me to do huge amounts of research. And I mean, I'm a bit of a data head and I like the science. I love the science. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also I also have a, a daughter with quite a significant learning disability and I'm a single mum. So not not surviving cancer was never an option. And so I was going to do everything I possibly could to make sure this didn't happen 
again and that I was going to get through it as unscathed as I could. And I mean, mentally, that definitely took a toll. But I had, like I said, done so much research and had alighted on a whole number of both emotional, spiritual and physical um, aids, if you like, on my journey. So when one of my team had, obviously, you know, Marcus and um, one of the HR team had become aware of your program and suggested we do it. A couple of ladies had had come across it. Mm -hmm. I was in for a penny and for a pound because it felt that at first look, everything you were saying was what I was doing and had what what and was what I had read about being um, Mm -hmm. the very best um, diet and I think well-being holistic not just diet but a holistic approach mindset approach mm-hmm. um, so it really just rang so many bells for me and I'm not going to lie I did not find that first month easy <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a big protein eater I don't eat a lot of meat so there was quite a lot of juggling to get myself sort of prepped mm-hmm. um, and I'm a convert to a green smoothie so yeah. there wasn't there was there was a bit of that in it, but maybe not as much as as I had been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though I think on the whole I was in pretty good shape by that stage, it had been sort of a year or two years later, I think uh, after my diagnosis, I still felt amazing. It was transformational in terms of just you know it was seeing and being supported by the community, mm-hmm. um, and just seeing the interactions on the community that were so inspiring and this whole idea of the holistic approach, Shelley. So um, that was my personal experience of it. And those tools are still in my life today. Amazing. So, yeah, brilliant. We just learned there that, Fiona, obviously you had a cancer diagnosis, you're a single mum and you've come through all of that and credit to you and you're you're leading a, a world-class company. So again, reassuring that, it's possible. Everything's possible. <laughs> and I keep saying this to people that I see, my clients, my my, pe- my own people, anything and everything is possible. And you're, look at you. How do you feel? How do you feel in yourself today? Brilliant. I mean, fantastic. I mean, it's it definitely helps when the weather's like it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's, what's not to love? I was swimming off your beach, ran along your beach yesterday, Shelley, and swimming at the ferry yesterday. The water was so cool, we're out our depth, and the water was so clear. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I took, I, as you know, I think part partly I old FLB personally responsible for getting me into wild swimming because wow. it was something I never, I never thought I'd be able to do, and I absolutely love it. Do you know what? Well, I feel great, and I have definitely adopted a lot of the mindset and spiritual and emotional teachings if you like of your program but the reading I was doing uh, you know all, all, all sort of there was a lot of symmetry there and I just yeah I picked up a lot a lot of the principles of, of FLB into my day-to-day life so I feel absolutely great the biggest I think every day is a, a, a school day for me Shelley as you know I, I just love love learning from others I love hearing other people's stories mm-hmm. especially you know people that you have you know, you can identify with and, you know, storytelling, I think is a wonderful way to to learn. So biggest reflection for me was taking home the emotional stress and the kind of jobs I've had was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think I got that ability to sort of absorb other people's emotions because I care a lot. I'm very passionate about what I do. And I think I took a lot of that on. And I think one of the other 
perspectives that I have as a result of going through FLB, but also going through my my sort of cancer journey was not to do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that anymore. And that has been that has been a habit I've had to really, really, really work at changing because your instinct is to be that person that you've always been and and care that much and absorb that much and take on that much and take on your own shoulders that much. And so not doing that, I still obviously I'm passionate. I absolutely love, love, love my job and I love the team that I work for. Mm. But the more negative emotional aspects of it, yeah. some of the politics around it, some of the just the um routines of the practices of these senior roles I don't I I, 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 I am always on a journey to just retain the perspective now um, and not not take it on in the same way I used to and that's probably the biggest learning for me that's amazing and sometimes Fiona unfortunately it takes some sort of diagnosis or someone falling ill in the family or or something happening before people actually go Shit, I need to sort myself out I need to live for the moment I need to be more grateful and there's sometimes something happens to you and it it absolutely makes you appreciate every day and create a positive spin on everything but also separating work life stress not taking the stress home like you've just said there stress is a massive one for so many of my clients but so many people in the world Uh, can I ask you Fiona has there been instances in your career and I'm sure you've you've had a, an incredible career where you have been really stressed and and what did that look like for you well it definitely has probably in more recent roles than in the earlier roles although I was always a very feisty opinionated independent and probably a little bit outspoken female so so even in my early days of my career I, I, I left university and, and went to work for a big corporate called Unilever and uh, I was lucky enough to work in England but then the Netherlands and then out into down to down under in New Zealand and I worked for this guy uh, in New Zealand for about two or three years when I first sort of was getting established in my, my management journey if you like my management career and um, um, you learn as much what to do from your role models and you're inspiring people, but you also learn what not to do from people that you just you know, do. don't always see eye to eye with. And, and and bless him, it was probably nothing to do with him and everything to do with me wanting to kind of carve my way in the world. Mm-hmm. So there was moments of kind of stress associated with I probably should have left that role and that boss a lot quicker. I sort of had this mm-hmm. idea that you had to do your time at a certain level and I sort of was going to keep my head down and I did. And actually, looking back, I shouldn't have wasted the year or two that maybe I could have moved on sooner. But that led me into a a role with Greenpeace internationally and then back to IBM. And I'm a tech head, so I absolutely love technology, love, love, love technology. So I grew up really professionally with with IBM, which was fantastic for me. So were there stresses? Yes, in those roles, absolutely. But probably the more stuff you take home and that keeps you awake at night is when you're in leadership. For me was when I was into leadership positions running companies where you take the responsibility of having you know 600 odd souls or more at your you know they rely on your ability to have perspective and to make good decisions you know their livelihood relies on your ability and I take that and the duties that go with these roles my last role was in the public sector of course you're an accountable officer for public money. So there's a, a, another layer of responsibility around um, the good use of, of taxpayers' money in public spend. And I take those, take, take those responsibilities, took those responsibilities really seriously. So I think it's finding this balance between the seriousness of that 
and the and the and then my ability to also keep some personal distance from the emotion that's involved with mm-hmm. getting it all right all of the time. And I have rightfully so high standards, very high standards for myself and for others. Um, and it being okay that they're appropriate and that you don't tip into having to be strong and be perfect all the time because, of course, you never will be. That's amazing. And do you know what's really great? And I listen to Simon Sinek and I listen to mm-hmm. yourselves and, and Marcus and I've worked closely with Marcus as well. Obviously, I used to train him and he was the person that spoke to you about what I'd done. And um, it's so reassuring to to know that there's companies out there that actually care about your people. Like they, they care about their people. And Fiona, you're one of these people. So for anybody in the corporate world who thinks you're just a number, and, and a lot of companies you are, and I've worked at local authority level and, and various different programs, I think that's really, really common. But it's so reassuring to know that there's companies that actually take you as the person that you are and understand what life is and, and the stuff that you've got going on at home, for example. Right. And you very much do do that. And I hear that and I see that. And I think that's amazing because that's what we need. Mm-hmm. And again, it leads to productivity, doesn't it? When people are happy in, at home in the workplace, then it's good for everybody. Yeah, well, I, I mean, one of the things that I'm really interested in is finding a way to increase diversity in our boardrooms, whether that's our you know, exe- non-executive boardrooms or our executive boardrooms. because And that might be uh, gender diversity, but it could be any kind of diversity because... I think it's only when we have those role models and only when we have those ecosystems in place around the processes of organisations to consciously get rid of unconscious bias and promote diversity and understand that a different perspective than the one that we've always had is a good thing. It's only when we learn how to do that and that there's a lot of skill needed in scaling ecosystems for diversity or infrastructure for diversity inside big organizations there's a lot of companies do it doing it really really well and we're we're privileged with insights because we tend to work with people who naturally do promote their people and promote the well-being and development of their people and insights is still a relatively small company of course but I'm a real student and we can really learn from people out there who are scaling ways of doing diversity really really well and there's a lot of organizations now able to help support that in large corporates so that's kind of if I had a mission I suppose that's kind of one of them. That's brilliant Uh, just because you've touched on it classroom to boardroom girls young girls having the role models having the the female role models around them to actually have the confidence to put themselves forward and think that they have rightly so got a place at the table what's your take on all of that Fiona from a from a girl's perspective feel it be a women's program but I think there is so much work to be done for, for everyone, but particularly for a wee girl in Dundee that you know goes to Braveview Academy. I went to Whitfield High School, it's now Braveview. What about that wee girl that doesn't think she can? What, what What's your take on that? Do you know, I have I do quite a bit of coaching um, and mentoring for, um, I'm, I've done reverse mentoring too, which is brilliant, where somebody who's just getting started in their career gives me advice <laughs> about how to, do, how to behave and how to, to do and and the inspiration you get from young people is just uh-huh. phenomenal by the way um i've got two of my own constantly give me that feedback in my personal life of course you're not the chief exec of this family uh-huh. i think may have been said a few times in this household um uh, which just makes me absolutely belly laugh when i get it back uh-huh. love it absolutely love it um do you know so i do i have this conversation a lot i think confidence 
is made up of so many variant variable factors, right? Mm. From your upbringing to your experiences, um, to the role models that you've had, to the opportunities. I mean, I'm all about equality of opportunity, right? Equality of opportunity across the diverse spectrum of humanity is what we need to promote because we we I fundamentally believe that boardrooms need to be rep more representative of the people they serve. Mm -hmm. That can be the communities the businesses serve or the community within the business, of course. Mm -hmm. And all, and all too often that is not the case. And uh, do you know what we've got? We've got work to do at Insights on that, just the same as every other organisation. In terms of how I often have a perspective that says we have all these ideas in our head about how we should be so in order to be and I get it a lot of course I'm sure you do too that people have a perspective of you that when they're meeting you they meet the role and yeah. then you're not like they expect you to be so we have that experience quite a lot oh you're really nice yeah <laughs> Or, oh, you you do care about your people or that sort of territory. And I love that. I love being able to dismantle a little bit. But what I don't like about it is that the perspective is there because we've too many role models who aren't, if you're good at business, you're not nice territory. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because we've had too many not nice at the top end of business and too many, you know, not enough caring, not enough compassion as organisations for sure, and not enough focus on the communities that the organisations serve either. So I, th I think for women to kind of try to live life on their own terms a little. So if I'd had a pound for every time somebody said to me, I couldn't do what you do, you know, single mom, bringing up two kids, running a company like Insights. And to some degree, of course, the experiences that I have had through my life have given me the experience and the skills to do the job I do. But other people can go and access those. And, and I would and whatever anybody else's path is. I would always encourage them to be curious, always question, and to find it in themselves to do so. Because I, I think we do, we have the opportunity, I think, as women in particular, to be a bit bolder about our needs yeah. and, and do that. But you still have to deliver. So you have to deliver your outcomes. So the job, do the job, deliver the outcomes and, and get on with people that you work with um, and, and inspire people that you work with and be inspired by other people. So the listening gene and the, the mm -hmm. ability to really work as part of a team, but deliver your outcomes. And after that, I think we should be able to have conversations about what work flexibility looks like, what caring flexibility looks like, how we want to spend time having different kinds of conversations in our teams. Um, and so trying to encourage the self-ownership for that, as well as the responsibility for people like me to have infrastructure in place and processes in place to aid that, I think is really important. Absolutely. I actually had a conversation with my clients last week, I think it was, and uh, it was very much around the classroom to boardroom sort of concept. And, and I was encouraging women to step into their power. Once the power is realized and people get control of their lives, it really is a case of staying on course for utilizing that power that you've got. And if you've got a place at that table, then you represent us and you go for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You run with it. Mm -hmm. um, and that comes with everything that feel it be is but in terms of the mindset work the, the, the daily mindset work that's required to get to that level but actually sustain that level is hugely important but there's nothing that builds self-belief like achieving goals like getting to the table like uh, self-worth is, mm -hmm. is built around that table but it's a, a sustenance it's a sustainability that we need to present now isn't it yeah at that and level 
And I think what's fascinating about what you're doing with this sort of holistic approach that you're taking with Feel Look B is the fact that when we are looking after ourselves and we are being kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. and we are then filling ourselves with good nutrients, Mm -hmm. um, which is the the, obviously the the food aspect of it, there is an empowerment in that. There is a self-esteem build in that. And then there's also the support that you get from the community because it's not easy, right? It's not easy. I mean, our our society is filled with very, very easy ways to eat real rubbish food, really easy ways to eat it constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, to make a different choice is hard. You're swimming again. Just, and it was a real shame. But still, even in today's world where we know we could reduce the hospital numbers left, right and centre from healthy eating uh, and, and exercise and, and lifestyle and mindset, we're not we're not doing it. Um, so yeah, I think that is a there's a massive connection for me. And I I'm I'm fallible. My goodness, as a human being, I have definitely enjoy you know eating out and fine food, and mm-hmm. you know I get obviously a lot of that when I'm when I'm traveling. Um, but when I know myself, when I'm you know in flow with looking after myself, I feel an empowerment from that, and it really helps in all other aspects of my life. Hugely powerful. It's so easy to be overweight. It's so easy to have lifestyle-related ill health. It's so easy to be to be flat and demotivated. These are easy things. It's really hard, I suppose. And again, it's choosing your hard to put yourself under the caution and challenge what you eat, prep your food actually Mm -hmm. move every day and commit to moving every day and commit to showing up for yourself every day people see that as hard but again it's not until a diagnosis comes and actually prepping your food isn't quite so hard when you're faced with ill health or prepping your food moving more thinking about how you spend your time in terms of what you you think about what you read who you spend your time with so these are all like you say a holistic approach to health and well-being but it's not actually hard it's just different (laughs) <laughs> yes and the support you get from others then is really is is helpful and that's why we did it from an in- insights point of view it was one of a number of different well-being initiatives that we did but it was really transformational for the for the for a lot of the women that did it in that they also felt that degree of support for making some of those what are initially feel like hard choices but are actually not once you get going with it all so yeah. yeah Fiona can I ask you have you had any we'll say problems with uh, menopausal symptoms or feeling like mm, I feel like I've lost my mojo uh, I don't feel myself uh, have you had anything like that that you could that a lot of listeners will relate to that but I'm interested to see what you you say. Yeah, do you know, I can't say, I could put a five-point note between, I can't separate between what might be menopausal symptoms and a potentially exaggerated menopausal symptoms from being on tamoxifen. So I'm still on the cancer drug, I think it's 10 years, and I'm four or five years cancer-free now. So that's as much as any of us can say we are cancer-free, cancer-free now, which is amazing. And I'm, I'm really, really obviously hugely grateful to myself and to, you know, the universe for for, for being here. But um, yes, I have absolutely struggled with uh, hot flushes. Mm-hmm. I don't seem to have a gene that sends me to sleep anymore so I'm literally never feel tired at night but I'm exhausted every morning I also notice uh, I had I did go through a real period of migraines a super awful period of migraines and that is very connected to what I eat so when I'm in a in flow and in a great place those symptoms all abate um 
I have done a lot of blends, sort of living on blends for periods. I do detoxes and I do blends, uh, which is, you know, a wonderful way to get loads and loads of sort of injections of nutrients in for concentrated sort of fasting kind of uh, or blend fasting sort of periods. Mm. Um, and I'm saying blends, not juices, because they're always masses of the avocado, I think, is one of the <laughs> best foods ever invented. So they all have avocado or bananas in them. But um yeah, I have definitely been through the mill a little. I have a lot of colleagues who've experienced feelings of anxiety or depression or have been felt that they're stuck in a rut and they've got a pressing anxiety. I'm very lucky that I haven't experienced that personally, but I've got I've got a lot of experience of others who I support or who work for me um, or are in my friendship groups who have experienced some of that too. But yeah, ma- mainly for me, like I said, bit of migraines, although they've definitely the last few years have really abated which is great uh, but I still get the hot flushes and um, sleep is just a and I also think I don't have a metabolism anymore I think my metabolism is absolutely <laughs> flatlined if I ever had one um, and I've always been somebody that you know puts on weight loves food love food put mm-hmm. on weight with the drop of a hat mm-hmm. even though I'm very active very sporty as you know you know tennis coach golf skiing the whole works um, yeah. wild swimming running etc um, I think my metabolism left the building. <laughs> uh, what's really reassuring of you on it is the the corporate landscape for understanding menopause and oh, it's wonderful. Much more to the fore is really key for how we move forward as women in business and women corporate and non corporate worlds. So uh, that's really reassuring. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Women now are getting more support than they ever have, and hopefully that agenda continues. And I'm sure it will. Uh, and I know it is an insight, which is amazing to hear. Fiona, do you think to uh, climb the ladder? And I think it's probably a misconception, maybe with a lot of guys. Maybe I'm wrong, and they'll correct me. I'm sure. But do you have to be aggressive? Do you have to be an alpha female? to get ahead in the corporate world? Do you have to be one of these women that take no shit and don't really care about who they step on? What's your take on that? I think that in some organisations and in some industries, that is much more the case than I have ever experienced in my career. I have definitely had to make decisions and do things that I have been very uncomfortable to do in order to get uh, the right outcome for the majority of people and for an organization there's no question that has happened mm-hmm. and I would not consider myself to be an aggressive or uncaring person uh, in fact qu- quite the opposite if, if if people thought I was like that I would be very upset yeah. um, and I think that by demonstrating an ability to make a difference and achieve outcomes and take care of the goals that we set ourselves in an organizational business context, but do that in a compassionate and caring way. And also in a way that inspires other people to help support you in those objectives mm-hmm. and want to do that and have fun doing it and, you know, look after themselves at the same time mm-hmm. is something I have achieved in every role I've been in through sheer force of personality in some, in some respects because I'm a natural enthusiast, right? And that's and that's a, you know it's it's wonderful when you then can share that with te- with a team of people. I've always seen myself as part of teams rather than a leader of teams. But I do think, and I have come across situations even as recently as the last few years, 
where other women in other sectors would absolutely categorically say they have to hide parts of their personality in order to get on because they have to fit in to a company culture that is unlike them. Mm-hmm. And I think over a, a long period, that is hard. It's a hard ask. And I also think it cuts off so much potential for that organization to be like that. But we all know that those organizations exist. Happily, not any I've ever been involved in. Mm -hmm. And I have had the pleasure to work for some really progressive men and funnily enough, very progressive women, but also some very unprogressive women. But to I don't think I've ever worked for an unprogressive man, except maybe that chap I spoke about in uh, New Zealand when I first got out there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's again what reassuring conversation to have with somebody at your level to hear that back because I am removed now somewhat from the corporate world, probably less so now. Very very recently, having uh, in a, been in a position putting my own board together, but. Yeah, it's, it's great to hear, Fiona. That's, that's great. So would you say I'm an alpha female? Because my listeners are going to want to hear this. What, what, how would you describe being on field at B? Bearing in mind, it is a prescriptive programme and by design has to be to, to create this lasting change and initiate change. How would you describe me out with a friendship, just like professional? So I think you strike a brilliant balance between being very purposeful very driven, very ambitious, and yet very passionate about and caring of the people that you work with, your customers and or your friendships. So, you know, I I don't think it's a good or a bad thing to be labelled as an alpha female. It's a bad thing if what we mean is you're a ball-breaking, uncaring, uncompassionate, ungrateful and I think that's where the problem is. That's what people misunderstand. Uh-huh. But I think it's entirely okay to be driven and be ambitious and want better for yourself and for others mm-hmm. and do it in an inspiring, caring, compassionate and creative way. Yeah. So if that's what we mean by alpha female, go get them, right? Yeah. Go get them. Yeah. But if, if what we mean is the latter, then I think um, it's an unhelpful label. All over that. That's absolutely brilliant. And actually your words are warm they're caring I've received them I love what you think uh, and it means something to me so thank you so much for uh, saying Fiona who are your role models in life if you've got any I know I'm putting you on I do no I've got I I, I struggle sometimes in that I've got so many you know and and I've I've been really blessed in a way to have worked and and had loads of different role models in my life from my mum to my granny to my um I remember when I was much younger, I was, I've, I've always been and still am really attracted to people who are breaking moulds and doing things differently and really pushing boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I think our, our friendship, right, is based on that too. You know, seeing what you've done has been just a joy, joy to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Anita Roddick, when I was little, the founder of The Body Shop, was I was a, I've always been a big greeny environmentalist and and obviously she was really doing something making a business and making accessible you know yeah. products um, and back in the day that was pretty pretty transformational um, but I mean even just with the passing of Tina Turner recently you know that's people like Tina Turner I mean what a journey you know and and what an inspiration I mean I I, I was seeing some of her performances as as she was at your age now at my age. Mm-hmm. 10 years older than me oh my goodness the energy and the 
packed and the performance quality and all that you just think amazing story of survival um there I suppose the the other part of me I'm quite a political creature um and I do have a particular respect for where female politicians such a such a cutthroat so easy to criticize politicians and it's such a hard job that I don't think anybody really would ever enjoy being a politician and so you've got to hand it to them for the care that they've got for their nation or their people is obviously gets themselves over this hurdle but in countries where females really don't enjoy the liberty that we've got here you've got people like you know Indira Gandhi or Benazir Bhutto these kinds of people I love their stories because they're I mean that's in a such a a, a different context how we operate and yet these guys have come through and and done amazing and led in amazing ways so you know I'm I've, I've got a whole host I guess Shelley is what I'm saying um but just love I love the fact that we've got many 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 more role models than we used to as females and I think we need more definitely I totally agree with you but with the passing of Tina Turner, what a story she had uh, from the whole domestic violence stuff to, through to how big she took her career. What, what a woman. And mm-hmm. actually, she's still and, and has been for years on my gym playlist. I, I, I love <laughs> Tina Turner. So devastated to, to hear about that. But yes, role models are really important. Uh, Fiona, you're one of mine, by the way, just in case you didn't know. Well, on my list back so. at you as usual back at you definitely <laughs> but it is I mean it's it's fantastic isn't it and I think in organizations too that's or in our companies whatever however we work just creating those stories of people who are come from you know a diverse background who are able to who have done different things but what more could we do to lay paths for others to do that you know, and this, um, you know, it was um, Madeleine Albright was oft quoted as saying, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. Mm-hmm. There's this, this, and it's quite, a, it's quite an edgy quote for sure. Yeah. But I have to examine yourself all the time about, say, am I doing enough to create the pathways for other women and other diverse people from diverse backgrounds to come through? Because life is stacked. They're, they're definitely life is stacked against rather than for in some respects and and it is way better than it used to but we're still not there we do not have equality of opportunity across diversity as we should and and as we will definitely great Fiona next question I've got for you is a question on probably what I call the mindset work the daily mindset work that's required to get ahead to create abundance to actually work your way up the corporate ladder if you choose to do so is about uh, visualization manifestation and affirmations and if you use any or all I have at different times for different things and then I have a a sort of mindset go-to that Uh has continued as a sort of permanent feature in my journey I've always loved yoga although I'm really like really I'm stretchy but I'm really not very strong, so I tend to fall over a lot. Um, I push myself, but uh, uh, I've always loved yoga, and I've always loved the space that yoga creates, not mm-hmm. just in your physicality, right, but also in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my third eye and also visualisation and meditation around, you know, linked to, you know, tapping into higher beings and how we're all connected, all that stuff. So that's probably my go-to sort of body scan, 
kind of territory and I, I pulled on a lot of that and extended a lot of that obviously during my illness yeah tapped into a bit of Reiki um, and some other energy kind of works as well mm-hmm. at different periods where I've wanted or sought success in different aspects of my life I've used um sort of visualization and manifestation and um, very early in my career I worked with a, a chap and then actually again later in my career a, a, a chap that was connected to a company called Mindstore, which was all about visualization and manifestation. Actually, a chap based over in the west of Scotland, um, and Mindstore was all about building a house and you know and you know manifesting what you wanted in your life. And I think it's a very good place to go in your mind, in order to challenge yourself and ask yourself the hard questions about. So, what do I need to do to achieve this? Mm-hmm. And then letting the intuitive brain take over to help create those realities for yourself and I'm a you know we know our unconscious I mean we do a lot of that we're based on Jungian philosophy right and then it's psychology sorry and and insights and so a lot of that get your unconscious to work on your behalf and the conscious mind versus the unconscious mind and how those two are really linked so that's basis of a lot of the work that we do at insights Mm -hmm. Um, and they're really they're really powerful tools. Mm-hmm. I, and recently, well, this was a couple of years ago now, I got into a lot of writing by this guy, Joe Dispenza. Have you ever come across Joe Dispenza? Yeah. Um, and I just thought sort of breaking the habit of being yourself and some of his mind-bending energy work um, around, you know, sort of generational research that he's done. And there's so much more we just don't don't know and we'll, we'll discover uh, around how, how that all works epigenetics is a huge area of interest for me and i absolutely love joe Dispenza's work dr joe Dispenza. actually i want to go on one of his retreats and i will do uh, as soon as i can but i think you should as well i would come uh, well just you must let me know because i've been i've been i have not managed to manifest going on one of his retreats yet but i do start doing it tonight then, okay super powerful <laughs> super you're on you're on you're on brilliant What's the next steps for you? What's the next level? What's the next level? Um, you know, we just rolled over a sort of strategic period where we kind of landed all these big heredacious goals that we had at the organisation. We've kind of we're hitting a sort of valuation target that we had. It was seemed un, uh, inconceivable that we would five years ago when we set it, but we have, which is amazing. I am still as excited about the potential for insights as an organisation today as I was eight years ago when I joined. And I'm also a believer that every chief exec has a shelf life and that every organization is organic and it needs different people and different teams and different leadership at different times. Mm-hmm. And I definitely say to my team, when it's my time and if I'm not realizing it, you need to give me some indication of that. Um, now, hopefully, gladly, that doesn't seem to have happened just yet because I am as blooming passionate about it today as I was eight years ago. The potential for this organization to be a positive force for good in the world is just tremendous. And we've set up an Insights Foundation. We're starting to get into some really interesting work um, internally around giving, um, but also around really scaling um, the work that we do in different ways. So our impact, rather measuring our impact, rather than measuring our revenue or our profit, measuring mm-hmm. our, our positive impact in the world. So I think this next phase is about how we blend the super achievement of scalable results from a commercial perspective with the impact, the positive impact that we will continue to have. And of course, at Insights, we're blessed because our product is um, is really transformational for, 
for people, individuals and teams and organizations. Mm -hmm. um, so I work in the right business to do it. I love this part of the world. Absolutely. I mean, I love traveling. As you know, I've lived and worked all over the world. I hold three passports. I'm, I'm that person. So I see still a lot of that for me. But I really have connected locally. I think COVID helped us sort of reconnect with place in a really interesting way. I mean, my wild swimming, I just feel blessed when I go into the water and feel immersed in nature and looking after nature and looking after this very special part of the world that we live in is is going to be a big part of you know probably my life uh, for this next wee period and I am really interested in of course uh, diversity as an agenda Dundee as an agenda like you know Dundee's a really fascinating growth itself just now right it's really thriving in different ways so how and what is my role in helping be part of that and support that too so give back to your community in in a different way so yeah no I'm very lucky to be in the position to be surrounded by people like yourself and other um folks in our community Shelley to work with you guys over the next few years is going to be dead exciting it's incredible it's a great story Fiona it really is and it's awe-inspiring um a couple of last questions here the work of insights fiona is uh, uh obviously linked to in terms of the, the personality profiles and and you associate personalities with colors so yeah. for the people that don't know insights work what colors would you say i was well i think you've got plenty of fiery red in you right which is our sort of lead color energy that talks about drive and ambition and you know delivering results and and getting forward momentum right so I think that for sure um we're of course all a blend of all our different color we call them color energies right which are personality traits that you have are more dominant or mm -hmm. um or less dominant so everybody's a, a beautiful mixture a color blend of all of these things I see a lot of sunshine yellow in you a lot of below the we call that below the sort of midline the sort of feeling preference there in terms of your you know your earth green energy around your purpose around your care for others around it being really 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 an important driver for you is that it makes a difference to people and you staying on purpose in that way and uh, I experience you and all your technicolor glory and your sunshine yellow is your much more expressive self mm -hmm. right and I see that in you hugely when you talk about you know you're on your podcast here you've got this really inspiring ability to be completely your yourself and I think a lot of women are really attracted to that authenticity that you represent. Like it doesn't matter if you swear. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, you failed at something and you get up again or you talk about, you know, and I, you know, I, I like to think I'm in a small way a little bit similar and I, I love a laugh at my own expense. I love a laugh at my own expense because <laughs> we're all human. Right. And that fallibility and that vulnerability mm -hmm. and being confident, you're very confident of being able to show that and it's dead engaging it's really really engaging for people so loads and loads of that I don't know I don't see so much of the analytic in you which would be our cool blue energy which is a thinking <laughs> reflective kind of data precise oh, you know no. no don't see a lot of that in you Shelley Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah yeah but there so yes yeah, so, so I don't know what color that paints you but it's a beautiful collage of those things brilliant that's good Fiona is there anything that you would like to ask me anything you want to chat about before we wrap this up 
I mean, I'm so inspired at how you're taking forward the different ways of being around the FLB programme, but also your own journey, Shelley, in terms of thinking about how you're using, you know, the, the learning that you've had from your journey with FLB and the skills and experience that you've got now into doing things in a much, you know, in a more significant way, in different ways, I should say, while still being able to evolve the field that we program. So it's continuing to be able to help loads and loads of women. Mm -hmm. So it's just massively inspiring following your story and seeing how you're, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd be just dead interested to hear a bit from you about how excited you are about your own sort of next steps because it looks the future looks pretty bright from from where I'm sitting for you great question Fiona it's something that I am working on practically constantly um I do have time when I switch off and spend time with my, my nearest and dearest obviously but it's the next level I think for me uh, Fiona is very much feel it be should be in the lives of everybody I, I genuinely believe it should be in the lives of everyone and that's not to say that it's not for guys. When women come onto this programme, the reason it was a women's programme is because females take it back into their family homes and they create a chain reaction and uh, they set their, their families on a journey. But for me, the next stage is very much a healthcare route. And there is so much that I have still to do in this world to change healthcare, to change the way people actually, instead of putting a bandage and a elastoplast on something, actually get to the root cause of what's causing the problem. Because feel that we demonstrate, it's so much data that this works and it works like nothing else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much in the early stages of uh, creating a, a board to take this to the world uh, in my own way. Uh, I've got so many ideas about innovation, tech, utilizing data, bringing that together to create a platform for good uh, and it's and it's who I am it's, it's what I'm here for and hugely committed to it uh, but getting the chance to speak to and work with and, and call people like you my friends and people I can call on for advice for inspiration is very very important to me and feel it be caused that feel it be is the, the catalyst for that without feel it be I wouldn't never have met you mm -hmm. and it will always feel like we will always remain, regardless of what I do. It, it's a huge focus for me uh, and my lifestyle group. It's they are essentially life, and they're they're what's helping people change their lives and and transform them. And it's hugely exciting. So yeah, I don't know where this takes me, but I know it's something massive and it's something big, and I feel it. It's an energy, and I can't stop it, and I don't want to stop it. Yeah, I think what you're doing, the world needs. And I think who you are is resonating with many, many, many people. Mm -hmm. And I could not wish you more luck on your journey, you know, from me to you, uh, heart, etc. Love it. Um, so, yeah, no, ab absolutely brilliant. And one last, actually, one last question is, what are the dogs from Thailand? What's happening there? Are you adopting? Yes. So what happened was... On my stay in Thailand, Fiona, I, I regularly visit the Big Buddha. That's a very uh -huh. special place for me. And yeah. I get on my scooter when I finish training and I've done my day's work and I go up the hill. Couldn't tell you how high it was, but it's it's very, very steep. And on the on the road up, you see elephants. Just, you're in a jungle. And actually, that one day there was a, a, a female dog ran out and her puppies followed her. And she ran out of the trees, the forest. And obviously, as a dog lover like you, pulled up my scooter, jumped off, and these puppies just ran up to me and the, the mum was really, really friendly. 
And since that day, I fed them every day that I was there. I mean, I had trips and stuff away, but every day that I was there in the vicinity, I took fresh chicken up and I was feeding these dogs. Now, as you can imagine, how attached would you get to doing that? And these wee souls. And they knew the they knew the sound of the scooter, and uh, they would run up to me, and they'd smell the chicken. So they'd be circle circle uh, circling the bike, and I, I just grew really really close to them. Mm-hmm. And I knew what I was doing. And I, I thought, how am I gonna go home without these puppies? <laughs> and there's two wee ones in particular, and actually one of them in particular was a wee soul. And I thought, is she gonna make it? I, I'm not so sure. And these are street dogs. Yeah. So I got on the phone to a vet. I says, look, can you help me? I, I want to you know, help these dogs. You don't know what their fate is in Thailand. That's the worst thing about it. I yeah, don't know what's okay. happening to these. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she said, I want to bring, ideally, one of them, but I wouldn't want one of them to just do the journey on their own. Can I get two of them back to the UK? Um, and she says, well, let me try and help you out. So right now, today, they're in a dog hotel. They're getting the best of care, the best of treatment. They're getting their blood tests. Uh, they're getting their doggy passports and all the stuff's happening in the background and they're able to come to the UK in August. How amazing. Oh. And hi and hope. And yeah, I didn't foresee having four dogs. I'm, I'm a busy human being, but I love dogs. They're just incredible. And I base my life around them. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. yeah, That's what's happening, Fiona. So Fabulous. you can meet them soon. Oh, love it. So Honey and Bonnie are going to have to make a wee adjustment then they absolutely are and my mum's too she's got two dogs as well and I've got them quite regularly so it's yeah it's going to be funny old times in this house in fact I'm, I'm getting conversions and there's walls and everything getting ripped down here to make more room because <laughs> that's what we'll need and a bit of an extension so yeah that's the story there Fiona excellent One excellent lover to another though you get it don't you Oh, totally, totally. You know, I'm loopy about my two. Where, yeah, out with uh, out with the dog walker just now, as I am in teams meetings. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be out with them on the fields tonight. Definitely, they're so good. They watch me swimming as well. They come down. They just sit at the shore, tracking me up and down. I keep thinking, would they jump in if I got whisked out on the current? And then I think, yeah, no, they probably wouldn't. They just wave, wave from the shore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fabulous right listen Fiona I'm not going to take up any more of your time you're a very busy woman thank you so much it's been a pleasure as always to speak to you you're doing amazing things in the world just keep being you you're amazing thank you so much Shelley it's been a pleasure take it easy I'll see you soon okay okay take care bye 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 thanks for listening to the what every woman wants podcast if you haven't subscribed yet you can find us on Spotify Apple Google and all good podcast apps Don't forget to leave us a review and we'll catch you next time.